Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where Will You Stand? I'm Casey Thomas, your host. Now, I got a lot of stuff to go over today, a lot of juicy tidbits that you might be interested in. One thing we got is uh, this CNN analyst calls for violence against trucker convoy. She wants to slash their tires and arrest everyone. I got a video of kids celebrating the end of the mask mandates, while another video shows some liberal locking another kid in a lock uh, in a classroom because he didn't want to wear a mask. Project Veritas has <laughs> somehow talked the FBI into invest investigating the inflated COVID numbers. Something that I found on the Blaze Media. A woman finds a naked man in her trunk. The Hill. School cancels, uh, guys, and dolls dance. And it sounds kind of weird, but it's it's actually kind of like a wholesome father-daughter thing at a school. It's like a school dance kind of thing. And it got shut down because they thought that it wasn't gender-inclusive. And e e all, all the people that usually go to that sort of thing are pretty pissed off about it because there's a lot of parents that don't actually get to spend a whole lot of time with their kids that were looking forward to the chance to actually hang out with them and spend some time with them or whatever. And something I've been seeing around Twitter a lot is there's a whole bunch of posts about conservatives' election signs being stolen or defaced everywhere. Like, that's the kind of thing that has always happened, but it's happening far more than it usually ever has. We have the Boston mayor getting roasted in the comments of her live stream video. It's fucking hilarious. You'll love it. And uh, I just want to say, I want to get it out of the way instead of waiting till the very end. If you like this kind of crap, go ahead, like, share, and subscribe to everywhere that you're seeing this. I got it on um most podcast platforms i'm on youtube and rumble follow the facebook page because i want to know where you stand on all these issues that's a good way to be able to contact and actually share your opinion on things i i actually welcome it i encourage it i want it i want to know where everybody stands on all the things that i talk about i have a point of view it's pretty clear uh, i read the middle of the road on a lot of things because i can see sides like points from both sides but I'm pretty dead set on where I stand on things, and I'm pretty obvious about it. Like, I, I, I don't have any problem letting anybody know anything about where I put my foot down on whatever I'm talking about and where I stand on it all. But whether you're with me or against me or agree or disagree, I want to know. So I have a Facebook page, and I post all the same content right there. And it's a great place where in the comments and, and uh, public posts and whatever, we can have an open and civil discussion about what you agree or disagree with and what your thoughts were or how you would approach something. But with further, without further ado, let's get into it. This is on The Blaze Media. These guys actually do a lot of good stuff. They promote a lot of cool things. This is the, the making man that was discovered in a woman's car. It's a video. I'm, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm going to skip through it a little bit and get the key points of it. The, the juiciest tidbits are at the bottom end of it. This, this, I mean, obviously, there was something a little wrong with this guy. He was a little touched. There was something wrong with his head. And he was out partying, so probably drugs were involved. But it is just a scary, creepy, funny, hilarious thing that happened. And here we go. 
Why are you in my trunk and are you naked? Yeah. What? I was naked. It's a rite of passage. To be. Uh, uh, how did you get in there? I'm the son of the Pope. What the f? What the f? So it starts Saturday evening. I had left my doors unlocked because I live in a safe neighborhood. I didn't really think anything of it. And then the next morning, I went outside to start my no car. No one's ever and safe was anymore. All over my seat. And I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> I literally, I'm like standing here in the rain right now, so because my seats were soaking wet with me not knowing he was there. I don't use my trunk at all. So Tuesday morning rolls around and I get in my car and it's like nice and dehumidified, but it smelled a little bit weird, but I didn't really think anything of it. So I got to work and worked through the whole day. And then I was leaving work. So I like unlocked my car and I reached across and I hear, hey, and I look and there's like a face staring at me. And he's okay, like, he let good. me out. And I like pulled out my phone and I started recording because I thought someone was messing with me. Why are you in my trunk and are you naked? Yeah. What? It's a rite of passage. To be... Uh, how did you get in there? I'm the son of the Pope. What the f***? Um... My doors have been locked for three days, and there's no other way this guy had. Imagine being in someone's trunk for three frickin' days in a small, confined space, no food, water, anywhere to defecate. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's oh my God. Uh, let's skip to the bottom where where they're. Uh... They get to the arrest. The guy actually co cooperates with the police and everything, and they, they find out that there's a mental condition and everything. I guess, like, he has, like, a couple mental issues, but he'd also been out partying that night. But there's no way he could have gotten out, because since my car is Japanese, they don't have the little trunk release on it. It's like he locked himself in there. He'd come to work with me twice. <laughs> my neighbor sent me footage of him getting into my car door Saturday night, but it didn't catch him getting into the trunk. But, like, you can only, like, he didn't have my keys. So you can only only pop the trunk release and climb in and then like he closed it on himself like that is the only logical explanation so when he popped out of the trunk he said his name to the cops and they were like this is our missing guy so he had been missed uh, reported missing on saturday so i found a missing person and then i had a bunch of people messaging me since it's like a pretty small town and they were like he's okay now like he was severely dehydrated and he's like getting help so he's doing good now from what i've heard which is excellent news <laughs> had a decent amount of people messaging me and just like thank me for being like very chill with him and like i'm really thankful that like the cops were really nice like anywhere like if we were in no, uh, that it, it's an insane story but can you imagine can you just imagine how bad that could have been. I'm so happy that, that that wasn't the case and it wasn't some cynical thing happening. Like this guy could have hurt her at any given moment if, if it was another vehicle and he had actually had those intentions. 
um yeah it's just a scary realization of uh no matter how safe the community is that you work uh live in you never really know the kind of people that are around you until stuff like this actually happens now thankfully he wasn't some ted bundy kind of person and he was just uh you know kind of having an episode very very bad time and with all the trucker protests and everything, especially with the Freedom Convoy, it's really opening people's eyes, and and people are just so fed up with everything that's been going on. They just they just want it all to be done. Me as well. I, I'm. It was like six months into the whole Corona thing, and when study data started to come out and start coming out, I was already over it. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I, like personally, I was just uh fed up with all of it i'm the kind of person i just work i work 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 and they were doing things that impeded my chance to be able to actually go to work and provide for my family and that pissed me off beyond belief and i work, I work uh, technically in manufacturing so i was able to go to work for the most part but there are so many restrictions and yeah uh Needless to say, I am not a fan of the Mills administration, and I am not a fan of the mandates and anything else like that, like, that um, basically uh, tramples the right to pursuit of happiness. This is just not working out. And <laughs> this mayor, she's the mayor of Boston. I forget her name, uh, Michelle Wu. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. She, uh, she wanted to do an Instagram... Instagram live posts and the general public was just lighting into her about her whole handling of everything that had been going on and if you are watching video you can see the dumbfounded look on her face and oh my god you if you could read these comments they're hysterical you got you you got stuff like stop medical tyranny. Is there an expiration date for the mandate? Stop the mandates. Oh, since she's unable to join. You discriminate, period. You are ruining our great city. Has Boston ever really been that great? I, I've been there once to go to the aquarium. They wouldn't let me in because of Corona. They had, they had, they had like an allotment of tickets that they were going to sell for the day. And they had just sold out before I got there. And I drove like four hours to get there. How long will you mandate tyranny? Okay. In the meantime, I will... You are ruining the city in the mandates. By answering any questions anyone has. Um... A lot of individual friends who, See, that's a uh, good that's a good sentiment. I could get behind that. Have different Oh, happy new year. Yes, year of the tiger. Yes, skip very, over very all the hate and just movie. address the two people that said good things. Okay, I mean we're we're checking with the congresswoman's team and if if it comes down to it, I will log out and log back in. Why don't you care about your people? What's my favorite thing about Boston winter? Um, I, I, I love snow. I <laughs> know.
and that's it. That's it. <laughs> I was here stumbling over everything because there's so much hate just pouring in. She just had she was at a loss for words. Had absolutely nothing to say. And I don't blame her. If I if I had a live stream, I probably wouldn't do a live stream. It's not my kind of thing. But if I ever did and I got that much hate, it would be kind of hard to talk about. And if anything, I'd probably be laughing at most of it. <laughs> but yeah, that was Michelle Wu. And that was her strong stance on where her her uh, mandate policies are. She's just speechless. That's about it. That's all she could do. And if you're... If you're if this is just a podcast that you're listening to and you don't have uh, any video to look at, I highly encourage you to find the video that I just played, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it in the Rumble, and it's gonna be on the Facebook page. It's hilarious just watching her face and all the uh, reading all of it come in. Now this is uh, about the Freedom Convoy, really big deal, and uh, these guys are peaceful. Okay, there, there isn't there. They got kids with bounce castles and stuff, and they're having a good time. They're trying to make a point, a very good point, and they're just being, they're they're having a a social gathering at the same time, and they're and they're just like turning this this crazy thing that so many people are actually like super angry about into a very peaceful demonstration where they're just peacefully making their voices be heard and saying, hey, uh, you know, we can really screw up everything if we just do what we're doing. And these people are livid. They're angry. And I can kind of understand why. But in the same sense, my uh, my Walmart down the road <laughs> didn't have any cream cheese because uh, uh, some trucks aren't able to get around that easily. I can deal with not having cream cheese if it ends the mandates and the mandatory vaccines. Now, I'm going to read this a little bit. Try not to be too boring about it. There's a video, but it's it's just a Wall Street Journal thing. It's just like an overview of the protest itself, not this person. Uh, Harvard professor and CNN analyst calls for violence against Freedom Convoy. Former Obama Administrator, Undersecretary of Homeland Security, Juliet Kayyem, was called for violence and vandalism against the Freedom Convoy protesters who amassed on the bridge that connects Detroit, Michigan, Windsor, Ontario. The Ambassador Bridge, Lincoln, constitutes 28% of annual trade movement between U.S. and Canada. Slash the tires. Empty gas tanks arrest the drivers and move the trucks. The convoy protest applauded by the right-wing media as a freedom protest is an economic and security issue now. The Ambassador Bridge says the same things that I just said a minute ago. Um, I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, would that be calling for violence? Um, I don't know. She makes sure to attack the right-wing people while she's doing it. Now, there's a thing about uh, willful non-compliance. If you're doing it right, it's going to be very annoying. People are going to get annoyed. People are going to get pissed off. And people are just not going to like you because you're being very annoying and you're uh, impeding their lives. And on the other hand, um, if you're doing willful noncompliance in a peaceful manner, you still very most likely will get arrested. And that's okay because it's a very small charge. 
and you'll get right out. It's not a violent thing. Don't do not resist arrest. If if they decide to arrest you, go ahead. Just don't make it easy. Just go ahead. Just do nothing. Maybe. Maybe they might see that as resisting arrest. I don't know. But the whole point of willful noncompliance protests is to um, basically cause a nuisance and draw attention and show that you need to be listened to. And when you have this many people doing this, it makes a clear message that that it's, it's not a small fringe minority like uh, Trudeau wanted to say. And meanwhile, you know, stuff like this is happening and these guys are being the mo- most peaceful over in Paris. These guys are getting attacked by the police in riot gear. They're getting tear gassed and pepper sprayed and ripped out of their trucks. It's insane. It's insanity. It's It's crazy. And it's kind of scary to think about. You know, like, what's going to happen once this sort of stuff starts happening here? I know uh, there's talks and uh, they're getting things ready to go from California to D.C. and do an occupation in in D.C. around the White House with rigs and do this exact same thing. I really hope that no violence happens and nobody gets hurt. Uh, I want to see American kids in bounce castles having fun, having a grand old time with all the truck drivers and and uh, making their voices heard in a very, very peaceful manner. And I've been commenting everywhere. I've been, I've been going on Twitter and trying to find uh, all these uh, most twinning, trending t- quotes and try to give like an inspiring uh, message. And at the end of it, I always try to put, uh, just smile and wave, boys. Just smile and wave. No matter what they do, just smile and wave. If they want to be violent against you, just smile and wave. Because anything that they do to you is never, ever going to be publicized. It's never going to be drawn attention to. The only time anyone's going to talk about anything is if one of the protesters that are being peaceful, if they get attacked and decide to defend themselves, it's going to be right-wing protester viciously assaults. You know, you know the whole deal. That's how it's going to be. That's how it always is. So anybody that's listening to this that knows about these protests and what's going on, uh, whether you're for them or against them, just know that, yes, they are peaceful. Yes, they are uh, a major consensus between common sense people that just do not want this, that just simply do not want this. And there's a big deal about this, too, because it's not just a simple fact of, I don't want to get a vaccine. Uh, It's about the mandatory manner of it and the fact that it's not a conventional vaccine. There's a whole lot of discrepancies going on. And the thing that you have to consider is when, when a government decides to start becoming authoritarian, uh, they start doing things like this. They they do uh they do things like like control everything and basically have a lockdown. Not a total lockdown like what we had with the the COVID thing, but they they lock down all your rights and they squeeze really hard with all the political pressure. And then when you cry about it enough, they set back just a little bit. And then next time they come back, they lock down on you even harder. And you you think it's the same as last time. But in reality, you're losing your freedoms and you're losing your rights. And 
Nobody wants to see that happen. Even if you don't agree with this sort of thing, you want to you want to keep your rights. You want to you want people like this to preserve your freedom. And all the people that are demonizing, all the guys that are trying to to uh basically get together and protest and do everything that they can to help their fellow citizens. There's something wrong. You you need to be for the people. See, now we have uh, a school where the mask mandate got lifted and the children are literally giddy with joy. They're screaming out loud. As you can see, like most of the kids already said, screw it. They stopped wearing masks anyway. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore! My school was like that when we got told that we were having pizza. Just the same while that this stuff is happening, we have a liberal teacher literally locking a child inside of a, a, a classroom because they did not want to wear a mask. It is the law by Governor Prisco to let me out of this room. You can't lock me in a room. You can't lock me in here. Please let me out. What is up with that? Like, why is it happening? This kid has a phone, obviously. He should be calling his parents right then and there. It is the law by Governor Prisco to let me out of this room. You can't lock me in a room. You can't lock me in here. Please let me out. Now, uh, could you consider that uh, entrapment of a minor? I don't know. This is in Elgin, Illinois. Please let me out. A middle school student in Elgin, Illinois was locked in a room for not wearing a mask despite Illinois being mask optional. See, these are, they're just like forcing their ideologies on people and it's the whole mask thing is more of a comfort item. That's what I've never understood about all of this. I there's so many so many facts about the the mask thing that the particulates that make the mask the the fibers of the mask the woven structure of them are much wider than the particulate of a coronavirus and they are still smaller than all of the the bacteria so what happens when you're wearing a mask especially for a prolonged period of time and you're touching it and whatever bacteria from your mouth one of the most bacteria ridden places out of any mammal I think we have the most bacterial content in our mouths out of any mammal. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Breathing in and out of the mask for so long traps moisture and provides a warm, moist, moist breathing ground for bacteria. And it just grows and grows and grows right against your face. That's why people are getting acne from wearing the mask. That's why people are getting like uh, red faces or weird sensitive skin because of bacterial things and it's causing bacteria pneumonia 
and people aren't understanding this is it's very dangerous it's actually not good for you and it's lowering your oxygen levels there's a lot of things wrong with it and we just need to end it we just need to stop it just stop just stop just stop like what the fuck is wrong with people we've we've been around doing this crap for so long nobody really understands and even scientists have come out and talked about it. Nobody cares anymore. And a little bit of main news. The the governor, um, Mike Myers. No, I'm, I mean Janet Mills. The best Mike Myers impersonator that I know. Um, she had her state, to the state of the state address. And she basically praised herself most of the time. And it was only her second in-person state of the state address since she began. So that's an average of one per year. Wow, way to go. <laughs> and um, this is from the main wire. Never really looked too much at their stuff. I don't know how credible they are. But I listened to most of her speech. This is pretty lengthy. But we're, we're going to scan and get into a couple things. Governor Mills pitches $500 relief checks new education and broadband spending in the state of the state address so during her annual state of the state address governor janet mills announced her intention to return 411 million dollars of the state's projected 822 million general fund surplus to taxpayers these givebacks by direct checks to people will amount to $500 per person and will be distributed to an estimated 800,000 taxpayers in Maine to help offset the added costs. The governor's speech on Thursday was the first time Mills had a joint conversation with the legislature met in person in, for the address since the beginning of the pandemic. Now, uh, it's just going on and on. She obviously talked herself up and she's doing a lot of this stuff to appease to the leftist people that are are basically she's begging for their votes Mills said her supplemental budget proposal expected to be delivered sometime next week will include 12 million dollars to pay for child care workers the governor credited the house of representative speakers ryan fectu of biddeford proposed legislation to provide pay increases for child care workers and said she supports the proposal so increasing the wages that people that work in child care will get and maybe that is going to stop at a set amount of time they're going to get used to getting paid a whole lot of money when he there's a whole lot of people that already cannot afford to bring their children to to child care so what are they going to do when they get used to it and decide to say yeah well we should charge more and make more money Maine also said her supplemental budget will include money to fully fund universal meals in our schools. That is something that should have been done a long time ago. We should have, like, especially in public schools, we already pay for the public schools with our tax money. We should not have to pay additional money for the food that our kids eat at school because they're there for about eight hours a day. Jesus Christ, why is this happening? And this is just part of the of, of a budget of uh, excess money because they overtaxed the shit out of Mainers and took way too much money. And it might be something to do with federal money, too. All right, Mills also announced that she wanted to use $20 million to make two years of community college tuition free to high school classes graduating between 2020 and 2023. Mills said students who enroll in full-time community college 
Either this fall or next fall, we'll have every last dollar of tuition paid for the state by the state. Students currently enrolled in two-year programs also receive some help with tuition. We will cover the last uh, dollar of your second year, she said. Mills talked about the student loan debt and has been working on le legislation to streamline main opportunity tax credit. Okay, now, uh, this is something that all the liberals have been wanting as a free college, and this is basically like a step towards it, and she's testing the waters with this kind of thing. No, if you want to pay for higher learning, go ahead and ruin your own credit for it. And if you if you want to be perspective and, and look at the outcome of your college tuition and what you're going to college for, and the career field that you're trying to get to by using this college degree, you need to think about, is this really worth this much money? Am I going to be in debt for the rest of my life? Will I actually pay this off, or am I going to default on it? Uh, if I pay, like, six figures for an extremely long class and I get into my profession, will I make enough money to cover it? These are basic things. I did not go into college because I saw how much fucking money it cost. And I'm like, no, I would rather learn a trade or two or three or whatever. I come from the food industry, the automotive industry, and I work currently in the marine industry. Building boats. Okay, like, I'm a craftsman. I've learned many different trades. And I can go work anywhere and do almost anything. Which is amazing. It is an awesome thing to know what you're worth. Uh, this I don't like. I don't. I don't like throwing all the money around and whatever. Uh, there's this huge thing about the infrastructure that she wants to do, and this some of this money could have went towards that. She announced her intention intention to al allocate fifty million dollars in state and federal funds to hospitals and nursing homes to sustain them through these difficult times. Mills offered no detail about what initiative those dollars would fund. She defended her decision to impose a vaccine requirement on healthcare workers and referenced old articles written by the main newspapers to note the state had persistent labor issues pending, uh, predating the pandemic. I really feel like if these nurses, these nurses that have been around uh, COVID for a long time and see the effects of it and probably have caught COVID and gotten over it many different times already, uh, I don't why why should they be mandated it's just ignorant uh maine is is one of the bluest states for some reason I, this one thing that i don't uh we have republican people over here but the the republicans over here are not very bold and they don't uh, especially the republican representatives they don't have a backbone and they need to get one or they're not going to be around for very much longer now, Governor Paula Page, a formidable uh, gubernatorial candidate for 2022, also issued a statement following Mills' address. LePage attacked Mills for touting the size of the budget surplus and the growth of, uh, growth of the rainy day fund. Tonight, Janet Mills gave her re-election campaign speech in a building full of political insiders. It is fitting for someone born and raised in politics, instead of working to fully eliminate Maine's income tax like I proposed. Jana Mills is promising more and more spending, propped up with funny money from deceit, uh, deficit spending out of Washington, D.C. However, no debt-fueled funny money from Washington, D.C. can 
paper over Janet Mills' failure to uh, manage May's economy. Now, if you use government-funded money, and they, they they almost always have some kind of clause and catch, you have to be doing something that they want you to do. And obviously, like she is part of the narrative. She's following it pretty closely. And I don't know if there's a picture of it, but she was she was in doing her speech all fully masked and everything. And she was talking about, uh, you know, loosening the mandates and whatever. But all these Democrats that are getting rid of the mandates, they're just getting rid of the mandates at the executive level, level which is like the governor level. And she's they all say, oh, I'm just leaving it up to local guidelines now. So that means just about everywhere, everyone's just going to keep doing it. It's a, it's, a, it's a comfort thing. It doesn't help you, but it makes you feel comfortable. So that's why people are still driving around with masks on while they're alone. It makes me feel very sad. Very, very sad for them. Now, this is a good one. I'm excited for this. This is Project Veritas. And these guys... Uh, these guys do really, really, really good journalism. Uh, you can call it ambush journalism, and a lot of people don't like that or respect that sort of thing. And I, I get it, but you got to think about it. When you work with, uh, when you're trying to get information from dirty people, you got to do a lot of things, and you got to you got to bite the bullet and do a little, a little bit of shadiness. And that's what these guys have been accused of a lot. But they're really good at getting information that people should have known about for a very long time anyway. Hello everyone, James O'Keefe here in the nation's capital. We have news to report to you. The FBI is looking into a video released by Project Veritas featuring a whistleblower, Jean Stagg from Louisiana. The videos released by Jean Stagg indicated how hospitals were potentially inflating COVID numbers in exchange for government money, people came into the hospital for other reasons like gunshot wounds and accidents, but they were being labeled as a COVID case. We just came from inside the Capitol building where we talked about this story to various members of Congress and their staff. We also talked about the abuse of power by the Department of Justice against journalists. But in this case, it appears as though the FBI is legitimately investigating the journalism that we've done, looking into it, trying to expose the fraud that we uncovered. That is really, really good news. And I really hope that the FBI isn't just lying again. They're pretty good at doing that. I don't know if you noticed that. And they've been politicized. They've been going after journalists. Like, they raided this guy, James O'Keefe, the leader of Project Veritas. They raided him. So what? what is there to say? Maybe they feel bad and they found nothing against them. And it was like, well, I don't know why I got this bogus tip. And so this is on Twitter. And this uh, it's honestly kind of scary. Um, I found I found a picture earlier today and I was sharing it around on Twitter. It has, I think it's a picture of this guy. A blue haired chick or whatever. And... I found it and I retweeted it with a caption. I feel like we've been in a covert war, like a covert culture war for a very, very long time. It could be China. It could be Russia. Who knows? Someone is giving 
us uh, injecting all of these crazy ideologies into our society. And I'm not going to say anything, but uh, no, I will. China has bought out Hollywood, and China has bought out a lot of media companies, and China has actually been promoting all kinds of propaganda towards us for years and years and years. And who would have thought the time that they started getting rich was the time that they started paying money towards the media outlets and and uh, funding certain projects in the United States. And around that time is when this shit had a big boom. Now just look at this picture. That's the same guy from up above. Yeah, not cool. Now look at this. This is Biden's new Department of Energy hire. Gender fluid with a background in having sex with animals. Kink and drag. Puppy play, I think is what they call it. Even in Weimar, this kind of perverted degeneracy was kept underground. No, one can only think what the eventual counter-reaction will be. Good God, help us all. My pronouns, and when someone uses they and them as my pronouns, I feel like that person is listening to me. That person cares about me, and that person wants to have a conversation with me. their pronouns. So when I introduce myself, I generally say, hi, my name's Sam Britton. I use they and them as my pronouns, and I serve as head of advocacy and government affairs for the Trevor Project. I give this before I even give my job because it's the important way that you're going to describe me. Not what I do, but who I am. And that I respect for my gender is really, really important. See, they've been slamming all this kind of crap down our throats for so long. No wonder all these kids are confused and start going into this kind of reality. Uh, this is what's wrong with us. This is why we're falling apart as a country and further, further being divided. We have extremely narrow-minded people on the left that cannot see anything else other than uh the cult and uh, yes i'm calling them the cult even though they call us the cult all the time uh, the people on the right one thing that you got to know is um really really big thing is psychologically the people who are doing atrocious things the people who Especially people who are extremely deceptive. If you're going to be extremely deceptive, one of the biggest things that you do when you're God is deflect. You deflect and you transfer everything that you're doing onto someone else and you cast the blame. That is what almost all of the left and Democrat and liberal, whatever you want to call them, have been doing to the right. They label the, the right as a domestic terrorist. When the likes of people like BLM were the ones burning cities to the ground, they call us racist when they're the only ones actually touting real segregation in modern-day America and dividing everyone. They keep spouting all kinds of insanities. 
they say that we're bigoted when in reality uh, the right is more accepting and, and more clearly understanding about other people's opinions because they support free speech. Full. Full understanding of free speech. Because we know that we don't have to agree with you or like it. We just turn the other cheek and walk away. We don't have to hear it. And we know that. But when it comes to things with the left, uh, they call us bigoted, but they're the ones that hate people because they're white or because they're a cisgender person or this or that. They keep marginalizing people and putting labels on people. It's just, why can't people just be people? Why, why, do, why can't we just stop labeling everybody and fucking get on with it? People need all this random crap to feel special. And these are the kind of people they really are. Just wow. There isn't much more I can say about that. If I want to start cracking jokes about it, but I don't want to bash the gay community or or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that concludes this episode of Where Will He Stand. We made it to eight episodes. Holy cow. I'm going to say it again. If you like this kind of garbage, go ahead, like it, subscribe it, follow it, wherever you're listening or watching, and join the Facebook page because I want to know exactly where you stand on all these issues. And I'm going to be posting everything up over here, and I, I look forward to seeing you and having an open discussion about every random bullshit thing that I showed you over here today alright if you made it this far I really appreciate you thanks for listening or watching I have a lot of video because I never got around to clipping the rest of the other video that I did for episode 7 into segments so that the pertinent information for each category that was in it can get out there and it's more bite sized and you don't have to watch the whole thing or listen to the whole thing to actually get to that point I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting those on Facebook and everywhere, uh, and I have to do that to episode eight too. So uh, if you like video content, if you listen to to this and you like video content, keep a word out, keep a lookout for my Rumble page, where will you stand, and my YouTube page. I my, I get unbanned from YouTube tomorrow, so I can start posting some things, not all things there. So if you want video context to all this audio go ahead and find the video check it out until next time have a good one and god bless